All right, welcome to episode two of Podcast 634, and I'm so lucky to have um, somebody I've grown up watching and just admired their career, just how they handle their business, Mr. Rodney Perry. Um, so before I get started with anything, I just want to say thank you, because I, I, I DM Rodney on Instagram, and he didn't know me from a can of beans. I hadn't had one episode out at that point, and I gave him my whole spiel. I was like, this is what I want to do. This is this is what I want to talk about. And he was like, I'd be honored. So for somebody, for somebody like you to come on and help me who you don't know and taking time out your day and time away from your family, I really, um, I really appreciate you doing that because you don't get a lot of comedians or celebrities or anything that would do that. So I just want to say thank uh, you. No, no, no. Thank you, brother. I mean, you know, I mean, we all start somewhere and um, I don't take these interviews lightly, you know, when cats want to chat with me because I remember when nobody gave a damn, you know. Right. Absolutely. Um, so first thing I want to talk about, you. how long have you been married now? 25 years. How long? 25. 25 years. And see, that's that's rare. Um, yeah. So what what is your secret to success? Because I'll, I'll tell you. So me and my wife got married in 2012. We hit a rocky patch. We separated for a little bit. Eventually got divorced. But by the grace oh, of God, wow. sorry that. No, it's fine because by the grace of God, this past July we got remarried again. So, oh wow. What is what is your what's your key to success in a happy, healthy marriage? Man, you know what? It's um, one one. You gotta keep making love. Right. If you can make love, you can make up. Right. So. What happens in our relationships a lot of times, we get in them, and then the first thing a woman does is she stops having sex with a man. Well, that creates a space for other women to get in. Right. And so uh, if you're not if you're not making love, you ha- it's impossible to make up. Right. We all go through stuff, but it becomes very it becomes very difficult. And then the other 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 part for me is um, you know, knowing that you're gonna go through stuff, but just being committed to to fixing it, you know. Uh, and, and how about this? You can't get there at the same time. Like when y'all went through it the first time, y'all got where it could be fixed together, right? And and if you can, if you if you get there, it's okay. If she get there, it's okay. But y'all can't arrive there together because right. once y'all arrive there together, y'all gonna be like, you know, I want to be with you no more. And so uh, we've been lucky enough not to arrive there at the same time. Right. Absolutely. Um, so you were, tell me about, there's two two iconic shows that I know you were on, Comic View and Def Jam. What was your experiences like on those? As a kid growing up as an aspiring comedian when I was like 10, trying to hide and watch those shows, <laughs> my mama wasn't having it. Like, what was it like to be on those shows? What was your experiences like? Well, I'm, I'm more of a Comic View comic. You know, I came through the comic book era mostly, and uh, I did Def Jam when they they went away and came back. Right. And so, you know, the, the crazy part is Def Jam was so prevalent that people would say you was on Def Jam even if you hadn't done it. Right. And so I was already looked at looked at as a Def Jam comedian, even though I hadn't done it yet. Right. So, but I'm, I'm coming you through and through. You know, uh, my mentors are Sandy Entertainer, you know, oh, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, Don D.C. Curry, uh, Steve Harvey, and they come from that, that, that area. Right. And, uh, but it was just a great time in comedy, man. And it was like a reunion every year. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember watching. I love. I love when um, I love all of Def Jam, but especially when Martin was the host, because like Martin, yeah. Martin to me, like if if I didn't grow up watching Martin doing stand up, trying to hide, watch his DVDs, watch the show, like I wouldn't be who I am. Like he just, yeah, to me, like I, um. So speaking of Martin, so you were on uh, Who's Got Jokes? And I'll tell you, like, you did the street interviews and stuff. And when I first started, like, I'd go downtown. I live in Greenville, South Carolina. So I'd go downtown, get somebody to take a camera with me. And I'd try to do street interviews. So, like, growing up watching you doing that, I was like, man, that's what I want to be like one day. Did Tommy, rest in peace, Thomas McCall Ford, did he ever tell you what he did for a living on Martin? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got got a good story for that. So... Two, I'm gonna give you two quick answers. One, who's got jokes? Bill Bellamy, of course, was the host. Right. I was the man on the street. Tommy was the uh, the, the moral authority. Right. And so they offered the job to Bill. Bill turned it down. Wow. And then they came to me, offered the job to me. I said, let me sleep on it. And while I was asleep, Bill came back and said he would take it. <laughs> but they, they liked me. And, uh, and they said, won't you still be a part of the show? How about this? And nobody knew what it was going to be. Right. You know, so uh, it was a man on the street. It was this, it was that, the interviews. But um, I don't know if you remember, I used to come out, He would inter- Bill introduced me, and I would come out dressed different ways and all kind of stuff. Right. Well, I, I did that just on the first show, I came out of my underwear. <laughs> and and Bill was like, what you doing? I, was like, I thought we were starting later. And, and that became a thing. Right. So by the time we get to season four, it's a whole production part of the production. Right. And so I learned how to produce myself during that time. And uh, Tommy, he worked in that white building at the corner down by the, <laughs> you know. Oh, man. I remember watching Martin, and they thought he finally found out what it was. And Cole was Martin, a great guy. A great what? human being. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What, what, so what do you do, Cole? Same thing as Tommy. <laughs> well, you ain't got no job. Um, so I tell you, one of your most recent fights, I said recent, but it was like 10 years ago. So big happy family <laughs> with um, Tyler Perry Harold. So is that you? Did, how much did you have to change yourself to get in that role? Is that I know some guys who are like that in real life. <laughs> right. No, no, that he Harold is not me, but <laughs> elements of Harold is absolutely me. Right. You know, I'm a guy long time married. You go through the ups right. and downs, you don't want to oh, be yeah. hush, you don't want to be with you. Kids is out of hand, you know, right. that happens. That happens right. to a lot of us married men. And so when I read it, I just told I told Tyler, I said, we need this character gotta have some redemption. He right. said, keep reading. And he does, he has, he has his moment, stand up for himself, his family. And that was important. And even the more important, excuse me, moment for me was at the funeral when I consoled my wife. No matter what we was going through, I was still there for her. That right. was a big moment for me. And so, mm, uh, yeah, that, that's that, that, and it's a good movie, man. I still make money off that movie to this day. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, what was it like on a, because like Tyler Perry, I, I feel like nowadays, like he is, he's one of the top ones out there doing it. So, what was it like? Work, how'd you get that role? What was it like working with him, that cast? Because y'all had an all star cast. Yeah, I mean, he's the hardest working man in Hollywood, man. He, he wrote, produced, directed, played two or three characters in the movie. Oh, yeah. And, and he finished like three days early. Wow. You know, we were shooting. So he he's he's a, he's an awesome guy, man. And we got to go to his house during the shooting. And he's like, I was like, man, how did you see all this? 
He's like, I didn't see this no more than you see what you're going to get. Right. And so he's just a good dude. Okay. Um, so I know you, uh, years ago, you had, um, you had a stroke. Talk about like what happened with that, how it, how it changed your outlook or what you might say to other stroke survivors. Uh, five years ago, I had a stroke and, um, it's, it's, it's a game changer. You know, right. it makes you stop and take inventory of your life, take inventory of your health. Um, and it's one of those things, um, you, you have to make some adjustments. Right. Uh, my, my big mission is, is for black men to, to listen to their docs. Right. You know, my, I was diagnosed with a uh, high blood pressure mm -hmm. and I would take the medication, you know, and, and, uh, I should have, it took five years for it to catch up with me, but it did. Wow. And so I'm, I'm all about taking the medication and then doing other things that make you better. Like right now I'm not feeling good. But I right. promise you, I would come on, so I did. Right. And I appreciate that. Um, so I want to do this thing. So I'm going to name some people that you've worked with. Just tell me your first thought or maybe a quick memory that comes to mind okay. with them. Um, first, we talked about him earlier, Thomas McAlford. Uh, pastor. You know, yeah. he's the son of a pastor, and he would right. preach all the time. He's just a great guy, man. Okay. Um, I know you were in Coming to America too. So Eddie, Eddie Murphy, one of the one of the greatest to do it. Royal Regal King, he was like being around a real king, wow. and and it was it was a pleasure to watch him. You know, he's the reason I do comedy, and yeah. so to be that close and to watch him work was like incredible. Right, um, Monique, friend, friend, she's my friend. And uh, we talked. We talked last week, as a matter of fact, and nice. we still talk all the time. And uh, she told me she never lied to me, and she made sure I made a lot of money. Hey, there you go. That's a friend indeed. Um, Tyler Perry. Hard work, hard work, dedication, hard yes. work, dedication. Uh, the guy's a writer, producer, actor. He does it all, man. And you hard pressed to find somebody that work harder than him. Oh yeah. Um, I got four more for you. So Martin Lawrence. Martin, funny man. He, yeah. He's funny. And he's funny physical. His physical right. comedy is unmatched. Right. You know, like, and that, that's why we like him, you know, the little run stuff. You call it. <laughs> right. It's hilarious. Um, Steve Harvey. Professional. You know, right. Uh, I work, I work for Steve. I wrote for Steve. And mm -hmm. every day he would give us a jewel. Wow. Every day, jewel of wisdom, and, and that might even be a better word, wisdom, because every day he would give us that stuff, man. And just a, a dynamic guy. Okay, Cedric the Entertainer, mentor. Mentor, you know, Cedric. Cedric showed myself and all of us young comics how to be stars, and uh, people don't show you that. Right. And uh, he, he 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 was he was the guy that 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 showed us that you should have a a rider, or you should be in a limo, or you should be in a private jet. He explained that to us. Right. Okay. The last one um, I got for you, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. This is what's dope about Jamie. Mm -hmm. Jamie will give you an introduction. Like, Jamie will introduce you if he, if, he, if you're like, everybody don't do this. So let's say, for instance, Jamie is standing there talking to Spielberg, and I walk up. 
James gonna introduce me. Hey, hey, Steven, have you met Roddy Berry? Oh wow. my God, you got this. This guy is the funny. And you'll be like, oh, thanks. Wow. Huh? And so he's always been that way. And he'll give you the intro that can change your life. Wow. And, you know, it sounds like those people that I named are like real down to earth. Because some people I've heard the saying one way or the other, don't meet your heroes because they won't be your heroes anymore. Like if I walk up yeah. to Jamie Foxx and he'll brush me off or whatever. But it sounds like from the way. Nice, you know, nice guy. Nice guy. And right. he, even, even like a D.L. Hughley. Like mm -hmm. DL could meet you this year mm -hmm. and next year he'll remember your name. Wow. That's how dope. That's how dope some of these guys. Now everybody ain't like that. Right. But the guys that aren't like that don't maintain that for long. Right. That's awesome. Um, I know you mentioned um Eddie Murphy being one of your the reason you started doing comedy. Who else are some of your like if you had a Mount Rushmore, I guess, of comedians? Man, Mount Rushmore. I mean, people always ask that. Uh, of course, Eddie. Of course, Richard Pryor. Uh, I think maybe maybe Dave had reached that point. Dave Chappelle, you know, in 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 in, in modern day comedy. Um, for me, a Bernie or a Robin Harris is interchangeable. Wow. Yeah, Bernie, man. I, I didn't talk about him, but watching him, like I try to try to model some of my not like stale jokes, but like his the way he does it. Like I heard yeah. Steve talk about so nobody wants to follow Bernie Mac. Nobody. Like, like because he'll just when I that that classic Def Comedy Jam one that he did in the old Kansas Comedy and all that stuff. Like he just he just did it, man. He's he um, brilliant and and he had been doing it a long time before we, we the world saw him. Right. And so that's why I don't, he's one of the reasons I don't get discouraged. Because right. you could be kind of right there and then you go. Right. And I think that, that that's that's my career. Okay. I was watching um Off the Chain, and I'm telling you, one of your favorite jokes that you did was about not being able to afford health care. And so the guy having a stroke <laughs> in the audience, and then you said. They started talking about some calling the ambulance. He just stopped shaking and said, whoa. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that was a true story that happened in um, wow. Sacramento, California. Okay. And a dude had a seizure. Mm -hmm. when they started talking about putting him in the ambulance. <laughs> He's like, no, dog, I ain't going. <laughs> oh, man. Definitely. Right. So, um, how do you, when you, like, let's say you're getting a rate right for you're doing a special or you're you're doing a hosting or you're performing. I know you're on, you're still on tour, right? Yeah. Or no? Okay. So how do you come up with your, like, how do you set aside time to come up with your material? Because like me, I work 50 something hours a week. And I find it hard to, and I got my, my three kids, I got one on the way in June. I find it hard to set aside time, get away from everything to just focus and write. I'm always right. Like, yeah. Anytime I get a little idea, I jot it down. I got a little notepads like this all over the place. I might put it in my phone. Right. And so I, I'm not a great writer. I look at myself as a great reporter. So I'm right. always taking inventory of life. I'm right. always, oh, that's funny. You know, write it down. Right. That's the sort of, I can jog my memory. And once I write it down, it's good. And then, I, then I just need to trigger it. Okay. Um, did I? Did I? Like I, I thought. I thought of this last week. I said, 
If you're a thug, you can't have dimples. Yeah. That's, that's just a little bit of idea. And, right. and now I got to just blow, blow it up into something else. Right. Absolutely. Um, so I heard, did you, you had COVID, right? I did. I dealt with COVID, yeah. Last so how, year. how hard did that hit you? I know it hit some people as like the <laughs> flu. Some people it, you know, it takes. Me and my, 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 me and my uh, family was talking about this weekend. I was like, I took COVID easy. They're like, dog, right. they're like, daddy, you was in the hospital for 14 days. Right. So it, it, it was it was tough, but it wasn't. <clears throat> because I went through the stroke, I wasn't I wasn't afraid of dying. Right. So I never felt like that at all for one second. Right. But you know, they said like when they talked to me on the phone, I looked so pitiful, you know. But mm-hmm. I didn't feel pitiful, you know what I mean? If that makes right. sense. I got you. Um, so if you had some, if you had advice for somebody, so like me, so like I wrote on my Facebook page yesterday that I want to take 2022. I don't care if I'm on a stage for five minutes a month, 10 minutes a month, an hour. I want to take every opportunity. I don't care if I get paid for it or not, because I feel like God could take the five, 10 minutes that I did and use it to catapult me and bless me in ways I couldn't imagine. Yeah. So like, how would you have, what advice would you have for somebody who, wants to start getting on stage more but but also has like a full-time job where they can't like i can't go on stage for free and not make money in my job if that makes sense um you know what man you gotta find what you love right and the thing you love will take care of you right right so uh, i don't tell nobody to quit their job but Get fired. You right. know what I'm saying? Be so busy. You, the money's gonna come. Right. The money will come. Right. You know, I I, I live in a five-bedroom home in Atlanta, Georgia. I own two or three cars. I put two, yeah. two, four kids to college. You you'll be surprised. The money comes. Right. right. You got a new baby coming. Guess what God gonna do? Take care of that baby through you. Oh, so yeah. um I know it seems insurmountable, but it's not. Right. You know, I made it. I was a young man, probably with your age, you know, with three or four kids. I got six children. Yeah. So I've always had kids. I've always been married my whole career. So, like, you got to lose the word, can't. And don't worry about the money. You're going to work for free at the the outset of your career. We all do. And even once you get into it, when a friend going to hit you up, that dude, can you do me a favor? So you do that. You know, I had to break my wife up with that. You know, mm-hmm. your loved ones just got to really understand. My wife was like, are you getting paid tonight? Where you going? I'm like, I got to work. Right. Because if I, if I don't hit this jumper in the gym where ain't nobody at, I ain't going to hit right. it with this, with this crowd in this pack. Right. And so you got you to treat yourself like an athlete. You got to work. You got to work. And that's the bottom line. Okay. Absolutely. I, I wrote down what you just said. You got to lose the word can't. Um, that's going to be my motto going in 2022. Yeah. Um, so if you had, so I know I, I saw a picture. I hope it wasn't Photoshop. There was a shirt that you had on that said, um, guys on my team. Or, that Those are yours. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. tell, talk about your faith, I guess, kind of for a minute, your uh, faith in God and how, how that's helped you. Oh, it's been, it's been my guiding force all through my career, you know, um, 
like what I just told you about, you know, the baby on the way. My mother told me that, you know, I, I, I want to, we had a child coming. I felt like I just got on my feet and I'm like, how am I going to take care of this baby? And she said, God will take care of that baby through you. Right. And so uh, God did take care of me. Like, man, all through my career, you know, right. when I needed a booth, I got a boost. Like the hard part is being thankful for where you are. Right. Like, you know, because you're like, you know, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not this. But I told right. my daughter this weekend, you gotta, you gotta pat yourself on the back sometimes. Right. You gotta like there's a hundred things you're not, but there's right. five things that you are. Right. You are a comedian, you do have a podcast, you you're not afraid to talk to people, you ask great right. questions. Right. You gotta, you gotta be willing, you know, because sometimes you can't wait for the world to thank you. Right. You know, so so um, as you navigate this, don't, don't be afraid. Like I wrote a joke, the joke just shots out my career, right? You know, and it's it's a good joke, but I the joke is designed for me to shout out my career for people that don't know. They, they right. might not know about Johnson Stanley. They might not know about this. They may not know about that. Put right. it in the joke. Absolutely. Because I, I know that's one of the hardest things for me is I'll, I'll do a joke and I'll tell it to people that, I, that I'm cool with. I talked to, talk to my sister about this. I'm cool with people and they'll they'll sit there and not laugh or be like, oh, that's, that's cute. But I tell it to people on my fan page on Facebook who might not know me and it's the best thing they've ever heard. So I'm like, people people who I expect to laugh, I'm like, man, they, they discourage me. Maybe I'm, not, maybe I'm not cut out for this. But then people who don't know me, it's the best thing in the world. Well, I mean, you just got to keep working. The audience yeah. is all that matters. Right. Like, strange, like, you you working for strangers most of the time. Right. So, sometimes people that know you, they pro they processing your material different. Right. You know, as a professional comedian, I might process it different. Like, that right. was dope. But, or try it like this and do a tweet that. So, right. I mean, you can't ask for permission to be great. You right. Be great. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I know you're not feeling good, so I want to keep it. I, I, like I told y'all in the beginning, like I, I messaged Rodney. He, he didn't leave me on red. He didn't tell me no. He told me I'd be honored. And for somebody like you to, to do that, to help, I, I really do appreciate that. Um, I appreciate you for being on the podcast 634. It's available on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. How can people find you on social media? I mean, I find Rodney Perry live on all social media. Uh, got some stuff coming down the pipe. Um, I did a movie with Joe Coy called Easter Sunday to be out later this year. Okay. And uh, well, later in 22. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm always working, man. I believe in staying kinetic. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Um, if y'all don't take anything else from this podcast, when, when he said lose the word can't, you know, that might catapult me. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and message you again. I'm going to say, look, you told me that. Hey, 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 hit me up again, man. We'll talk again. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Hope you feel better. I know, man. Sorry for the raspy voice today. Oh, no, you're fine. I appreciate right. it. Appreciate it, dog. All right. Till next time. Yes, sir.